Um, give us 60 seconds really quick. Who is Rachel Smith Houston? She is a mother, a wife, a Christian, God-fearing woman. <laughs> <laughs> she is a college-educated HBCU graduate. Um... I don't know what else. That's that's her. That's it. That's all she is. But that's a lot. Like that's genuine. That's legit. A lot of hats. I mean, a mother. Okay, when you say mother, a mother of how many children do you have? Three boys. Three little boys. Wow, three little boys. How old are you? I am twenty five. I'll be twenty six in September. Okay, so twenty five. You're a mother. Not even talking about a mother of three boys. You're a mother. Before we talk about the three boys and you being married, how is it being a mother at 25? Um, it's definitely different because most of my friends are not, you know, parents. And um, it's a different hat that I have to wear from what they are wearing. And, um, but I love it. I enjoy it. I'm actually happy that I had my kids in my 20s so that I can enjoy my 30s and my 40s. <laughs> okay. Okay. So give us a challenge you face being a mother at 25. A pro and a con. Mm, a con is people always saying, um, I'm too young to have kids. Mm. I, I didn't know that it was a certain age. And me and my sister was actually just talking about this yesterday. Um Back in the day, people were having kids at like 14 or right, 15. Right, right, right. So how is me being 25, you know, too young to have kids? I, I mm. don't understand that, but um, that's a con. And a pro is um, me still being young and learning, and I can still relate to my kids in, in a way that – because, you know, most people have older parents. I'm not right. old. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. old. Uh, we we right here together. I'm not going to say we like brother and sister, but it almost it seems that way. We... Right. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel you. I feel you. Because you all are still kind of relatively close in age. It won't be like, you won't be that mom that's like 80 at your child's middle school graduation. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you have three boys. Age. Give us their ages and their names. Okay. So my oldest son, his name is Kyler. And he is two years old, and I have twin boys, and their names are Caden and Kaylin, and they're both one month old. <laughs> twins at twins, twenty five, three boys, and the twins are one month old. Yeah. How is it being a mother of twins? Like, walk us through the day of a mother that has twins at twenty five. Walk and you're married, so walk us through like legit. Take your time. Walk us through one day of your life. Okay, so first of all, I will be like freaking um, a mess if I sit here and say I do everything by myself because I do not. I have an awesome, awesome husband. Kudos. Who, who definitely um, keeps everything going? He keeps the shit rocking. Like right now, he is currently unpacking our house and he's he, he keeps the ship rocking but a full day for us is really we wake up at freaking seven o'clock every day wow because <laughs> uh i don't know why it's just like 
I don't know. It's like God just wake us up every day at the same time. The kids sometimes they don't be up, but um we we're up and so um we waking up and we have to make sure that you know they're fresh. So we're washing and um feeding. That takes about a good hour to get everything situated, and then by that time, Kyler is probably awake and he's asking for like chips and, <laughs> you know breakfast food he wants chips and uh cookies and all of that stuff so we're dealing with that but it's pretty much like we're in a routine and we try to okay. keep, we try to keep the same routine that we had from when we were in the hospital so wow. we try to keep the same feeding schedule the same sleeping schedule and just add Kyler into that so that you know, we have to still play with him and we have to still, you know, give him that attention that he deserves because he's used to being the only child. Right, right. Yeah. So now he has to share or figure out how to share that time with not just, you know, most people like have one other baby, but like legit, his world literally changed because now he has to share you and his dad, who he's just been them, with two other babies. Exactly. And that's what I've been saying the whole time. It's like, we really rocked his world because right. the whole time, the whole time that we, um, when I was pregnant, he kept saying, um, "Mommy got a baby, a baby, <laughs> and a baby is one baby." So he, when I came home and there was two babies, it was like, "Oh, what in the world?" <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Take him back. <laughs> That's exactly what he told my mom. He told my mom that I couldn't bring those babies home. Wow. Yeah. So, so who's the who's the disciplinarian, and who's the one that the kids are gonna get over on? Uh, they'll probably get over on me, because um, <laughs> <laughs> Blake is definitely the disciplinarian, and I have just the hardest time with. I don't know, because I'm just like he's they're only little, so I just have a hard time wanting to <laughs> discipline them. So Kylie does a lot of stuff that requires discipline, but then I'm like, okay, we can find another way to do it. We don't have to like spank him or we don't have to what? Okay, okay, so that's a good conversation. Okay, so so this is the kitchen table, so we're gonna have candid conversations. So okay, we grew okay, did you grow up getting spankings? Man, what? I got I grew more. up getting spankings. <laughs> I got more spankings than anybody in this land, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I was talking to somebody today, legit, not too long ago, and they were like, their father would freeze a wooden spoon oh, and spank them with, yeah, and would spank them with a wooden spoon. I was like, do you need counseling? Right. Because, um, legit, that was abuse, man. You need okay. prayer. <laughs> right. Like, that, that, that hurt. Okay, so, are you going to spank if you're not going to spank? Is that a conversation in your home? And what do you think some other things are that you could do instead of spanking? Okay, so we do we do pop Kyler, okay. you know, like you know the little a little pop, you know, for right now. <laughs> I mean, he's only two, but I have this ruler, and all I have to say is I'm gonna go get my ruler, and I feel like he understands where I'm going with it from that point on. Like he doesn't. He just chills after, or I say, like, where's my ruler at? Where's my ruler? And he just go sit down or he go hide because he knows that, you know, this ruler, I mean, business. Mm. So, um, 
I don't want to be strictly a family where we um where we strictly spank our kids. I feel like um at some point I would like to um sit down and talk with them when they're in the wrong and like kind of explain why I'm upset or why I'm disappointed. And I feel like cuz when I was younger, I feel like my mom being disappointed in me hurt worse than her spanking me. You see what I'm saying? That's real. That's real. So, I was like that. So I feel like if I explain to them why I'm disappointed in them or why I'm upset with what they're doing, then that would hurt them worse than, you know, me sitting there and like, I'm going to go get my belt and I'm going to spank her behind, <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. So that's just... I feel like a conversation is a good way to start, but we, I, I know we're going to spank my, I can't even sit here and say that we're not going to do that because that's how we were raised. But I would like, mm. to, I would like to tone it back a little bit because, you know, every, every bad thing don't deserve you to, you know, be, that's real. you know, like that's real. all the bad stuff that we do, we get sent to jail. Mm. That's crazy, right? That's real. <laughs> so, I would like to find different outlets and different ways because, you know, having your stuff taken away is a, a way more, um, a way to get to them more. Like, when my mom started taking stuff from me, like, she took my computer, she took my car keys, stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. It hurt my soul. So, I know Kyla's attached to his iPad. If I take his oh iPad, then he's going to be upset and he's going to want to do right. You know what I'm saying, right? Like Which that. is great. So, so do you think uh, the pattern for parenting has—I don't want to use the word change, but altered—with uh, the way our world has progressed? You know, when we were growing up, we didn't really have like iPads and things, so we weren't really attached to that. Uh, but now, this generation, like, if you take the iPad, a lot of them act like they're gonna have a panic attack. So, do you think that may be the difference of why you don't want to? discipline as much as how you were disciplined because the way you raise children are a little different okay so i'm i'm gonna say that i'm one of those parents who definitely helped my child become attached to an ipad and i (laughs) i I really wish you know i can change that but i can't so i mean i can but what what we're gonna do is limit the time on the ipad and limit how long he has it you see what i'm saying um but is that a bad thing though is I mean, I, I don't want to interrupt, but is that a bad thing that they're already been taught how to function technology? Yeah. So now they have like parental locks and things. So, but is because is that going to be their new world? Yes, this this is a very bad thing, and it's already a new world because if you think about, it, look at um, you know, we worked in the school system this year, so look at how they're teaching our kids. They're not mm. using pen and paper anymore. They're wow. using tablets and computers, Chromebooks, or whatever the case may be. These kids really don't need pen and paper. I can't tell you that I walked into a classroom this year that they weren't using a wow. Chromebook or a, you know, some type of electronic device. These children thrive off of electronic devices. And I don't want my kids to be those kids, but if wow. they are those kids. Like, this is their world. Um, it was different for for us because our parents, one, that wasn't a, a round like that. <laughs> and our parents was like, get out of my house, go outside, and don't come back to the street like right. that. Mom. 
we can't do that because we're scared that what's gonna happen if I send my child outside? They're gonna get That's shot. Good. That's good. Know, or or somebody gonna come around and snatch them. We can't send our kids outside like that by themselves anymore. And you know, not saying that I'm trying to send my child outside alone, but we had I feel like I had very minimum supervision. <laughs> but I yeah. knew my boundaries, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't something that I'm just gonna go outside and I'm gonna walk down the street on the south side of Valdosta and I'm just gonna go walk down the street and hang out. No ma'am, no sir. Um I stay on my street and in my boundaries and I knew that if the street lights come on, I go home. That's that, but we can't do that with our kids anymore because we have people out here snatching kids, we have crime like shootings and all kind of craziness that I'm just afraid to send my kids outside for. Right, right. <laughs> I know I, I can agree because when we were growing up, like, you know, we could ride the bike down the road. But now if I heard one of my siblings could, was riding the bike down the road, I'd be like, hey, y'all get in the house. What are y'all riding down the road for? It's dangerous. Exactly. So it, it, it's crazy because the world the world has changed. And I have younger brothers um and they're really into the iPad, really into Minecraft. Um, really just into being virtual. So I would ask you this. You said you were in the school system teaching. What would you say to a parent who is considering their child doing virtual learning? Uh, you being in the school and you're working with students, what would what advice would you give to a parent who has not worked with their child uh, educationally? Um, first of all, I'm going to send them all my prayers and love and um, <laughs> hugs. Okay. But when it comes to virtual learning, I I, I hurt for these kids because um, I was one of those children that had to be in front of my teacher to learn. That mm. that that was me, and it's like um, several different you know learning um, stages or how you learn. Some people are hands on, some people are mm-hmm. you know you know how it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, with the parents, I just encourage them, one, to make sure that they monitor and try to be present while their kids are doing their work. Because it is easy for these kids to go astray in the classroom. Because although we walked around the classroom all day, every day, while they were on their computers, when they were in our presence, there were always those kids that figured out a way to buck the system and do other right. games when they were supposed to be doing work. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I encourage parents to like really stay on their students as far as monitoring their progress and what they're doing and don't allow them to just do it alone. Try to be present. I know that it's a lot of stuff that, you know, is different from when we were in school or when their parents were in school because most of these kids have parents that are literally around our ages Or um, and then some of them do have older parents that are like in their late 40s or, you know, early 50s or whatever the case may be. But they should still try to um, be present and figure out a way to help. Also, if there is anybody in their town or whatever the case may be that might be um, offering tutoring, take that help. Take that um, that open door so that you won't be. Um, so stricken to help your kid. Let somebody else come in and give your kid that help. Right. Um, I know my one of my 
sister, she uh she does this thing on Facebook and YouTube where she does um two minutes on every Tuesday and she teaches a history lesson. She's a history teacher and a language arts teacher up here in Clayton County. And she um teaches uh she call it teaches teaching on purpose and she teaches two minutes every Tuesday a history lesson. Wow. And her students love it so much. And they are very, actually very sad that they won't see her this year. But she started that when this whole pandemic started. And then it's just been growing, growing, growing for her. And it's been a great, great thing. I feel like tools like that, parents should try to seek. Because this is going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But it's the new normal. And we want our kids to be successful. We want our kids to learn. And we want our kids to grow up and be those politicians, those doctors, and those teachers themselves. We want that. So we got to help them. And we got to be willing to be open to helping our kids, you know? That's real. That's real. You joined in at the kitchen.